Hi, welcome to the July 2021 edition of Insight Your Month. I'm Ramanand. I have Harish with me, and we discuss a bunch of articles, books, and other recommendations from our Curiosity Diet. So, hi, Harish. Welcome to this edition. Hi, Ramanand. So, Harish, let's start with our pick of article for the month. It's an article called "The Next Management Model is from China," and uh i think we found it intriguing because we haven't heard too much about management models coming from china it's been dominated by the west and it tells you in some sense how the winds of change are blowing so this uh, this article is about the company hire and how it decided to create its own management model uh, which is more of an ecosystem uh, of interconnected forms within an organization so i think it refers to entrepreneurship it refers to a completely different way of looking at it and it has a comparison to an animal i'll tell let you tell us what that animal is yeah so so the animal that uh, is it actually an animal yeah it is an animal uh, that that they compare it uh, with is a jellyfish uh, and i think the interesting parallel that they have drawn there is how jellyfish works like an autonomous body uh, right uh, i think that's what they are uh, aiming for and, and i think they use this uh, interesting line that in the times of iot uh, you know everything including management and organization design has to change and adapt uh, to to these times so i think that was very interesting sort of similar to holacracy that we have uh, heard of and, and read about earlier right ramana that's true uh, and uh, you know it's it's all about networks it's all about people coming together and disbanding and i think the jellyfish model which they call i think the higher model is called the rent than high model and it's all about how different parts of it can work without always talking to a central uh, processing unit or a leadership in the in the center and i think last year we also read a book about or a couple of books about uh, octopuses and how they are so that that entire cephalopod uh, family is so different from what we are used to and i think uh, you know people listening or watching this should definitely go and check those alternative models because they are so used to a certain command and center or a hub and spoke sort of a model that these autonomous things that are coming you know through iot is a good example like you mentioned uh, i think you know uh, they're changing the way we see interactions between people and so uh, this comes as a very it, it just makes you sit and think that you know do we have to take all these structures for granted so what i'm going to do is i'm going to talk about our book of the month because i see a lot of connections with uh, this article so the book is called resilience why things bounce back and because we spoke about holacracy which is the approach to management which is you know people there are no leaders all the time there are no fixed teams people come in and go and there is a purpose that drives all of this uh, so this is a book called resilience which you know 2020 has seen a use and overuse of this word but this book was written back in 2012 so i thought it was a good uh, you know it is not kind of made for today's moment or not trying to take lessons and retrofit them so this 2012 book you know takes a look at multiple domains coral reefs appear the world of positive psychology appears military strategy appears and i talk about why is it that some systems bounce back and what is the you know what can we learn from them and the connection to holacracy that i see is that 
um, a lot of these systems that bounce back have the ability to allow for leadership or reorganization at a local level. So imagine that the leadership has been taken out or you can't communicate with them for some reason. Uh, can Do you have a system where local level uh, people can take the mantle of leadership? And there was this phrase I got introduced to in the book, it's called adhocracy, which is the opposite of bureaucracy, right? So bureaucracy is all about slow, but very fixed sort of ways of dealing with the world. And adhocracy is what you do when you have disruptions. So uh, I thought it was a very fascinating book. There's a lot to get through. And right. so are you aware, Ramanand, if this, this book came before or after Bounds by Matthew Sayer? I have a feeling they came around the same time, uh, but not too far apart either way. Yeah, and then both seem to be talking about very similar, uh, you know, topics and, and areas. That's true. And because Matthew said comes from the world of sports, I think a lot of, if you put all these things together, then you get a very rich you know, set of examples and analogies. Because I think with a lot of resilience, we the danger is to only look at something like healthcare or look at, uh, you know, companies. But these actually tell you how, there is resilience in so many different complex systems that are around us. And, uh, you know, there are references to things like uh, red teaming, which is something that we have uh, encountered in the past as well. So definitely a book worth delving into. So, you know, for you to prepare yourself. And, and the message always is, these are not books that you read when you're going through a crisis. It is something that you do years, uh, if not months, years and decades uh, right. before the big disruption. Right. All right. So from since we spoke briefly about uh, you know networks and getting rewired and resilience, so I think our next book summary also comes from that world. So over to you for our book summary of the month. Yeah. So I'm I'm seeing a very deliberate thread that is connecting all our picks uh, today. In fact, you know even the later picks that we have uh, in in store today, there's there's some uh, connection to whatever we have spoken till now. And that's interesting because that was not very deliberate, right? Uh, so, so the book summary that uh, we wanted to pick, I wanted to pick was uh, the book Live Wired. And it talks about uh, the brain. It is written by Dr. Eagleman, who is, I think, uh, 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 you know, works at Stanford University. And uh, the book presents such interesting, uh, you know, anecdotes. It talks about how so many people started seeing the logo of IBM in a different color. Uh, and and I think the, the one line that I take away from that summary is that the brain is the greatest piece of technology that, that the world has seen. And um, I think, you know, it's a very important takeaway there, right? That the brain adapts based on what's important to it. You know, talk about everything that we have seen and heard about, you know, whatever you measure gets improved and all those things. It all comes from that. Uh, you know, that mother source of technology, the greatest piece of technology that we have, which is the brain. And that's how we've been, uh, you know, we've been operating and, and uh, flourishing over many generations. Yeah. And uh, I also see the connection to efforts of, you know, getting people interested in a topic, making something sticky in the minds of people. Uh, uh, I also, you know, happen to read something else, which chimes in with what you just said about the brain only caring or shaping itself to what impacts itself is that your brain is actually designed to forget things and not to retain every piece of information that comes to it. So, uh, you know, the job of a leader or someone who's trying to influence uh, something in the minds of others have to keep this in mind that 
uh, how do you make this important enough for that other person? So that is where the role of emotion, that is a ro the role of storytelling, all those kinds of things perhaps you can bring to bear to this problem. Okay. So uh, from that, let's go to uh, our smart cast of the month. This is uh, comes from the world of uh, the armed forces, something that we again sort of talked about a little while earlier. So tell me about the smart cast of the month. Right. So the, the smart cast of the month is the one that uh, I recorded with uh, Colonel Vemu Shankar, uh, who's, a, who's an Indian Army veteran and he's also a Shaurya Chakra awardee. And, uh, you know, when, when you mentioned that, you know, you should be reading books years in advance, I was reminded of one of his favorite lines, which is, you know, the more you uh, sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war, which is also, I think, the, the, a line from a line that the NDA prides uh, itself about. So, uh, you know, for me, the fascinating part was about, you know, asking Colonel Shankar about uh, the organization structure of the Indian Army, right? I mean, from the outside, it looks like bureaucracy, right? Uh, a very uh, firm structure and, you know, there is a very clear chain of command, which there is. So, Mike, you know, I was actually asking him about, you know, one of the operations that he was helming for which he, uh, he won the uh, Shaurya Chakra about how information flows and were they able to take, you know, these kind of calls uh, on the ground and, and those calls are like, you know, calls, uh, <laughs> it, it's a matter of life and death uh, for either themselves or the enemy. Right. Uh, so he, he gave me a very nice term. He said, what is the area of influence? And we've heard this in, in a slightly differently worded way, you know, even from the likes of Warren Buffett and uh, Graham, where they talked about circle of influence. Right. So knowing your area of influence, what is it that you can actually influence uh, makes a big difference in, you know, this, this entire chain of command that we're talking about, how much information that you need to know. Uh, again, we, we joke about it, uh, that are you on a need to know basis, I think, primarily from Hollywood films, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it makes a big difference uh, in, in terms of keeping things clear, right? Uh, the, the simpler that it gets, the easier it is to take decisions and, and uh, you know, do, do things in a better uh, manner. So uh, that was, uh, you know, a, a big part of the conversation that I had, but I also spoke to him about his various passions, including uh, you know, his uh, passion for taking, collecting autographs and how he has ambushed celebrities like, uh, you know, Magnus Carlsen, Pele, and it shows a lot about the, you know, amount of diligence that goes into all the work that he does uh, and, and even the, the, you know, project someone's work that he's doing currently. Right. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people listening to this, they may not know what, I mean, I count myself in that we don't really know how something uh, that rigid uh, a structure, you know, how to operate under that. We are so used to uh, this, you know, liberty to change track almost overnight, pivot, you can call it the, I think they don't have the uh, luxury of pivoting, but uh, they also are allowed to make these very short, uh, immediate tactical calls when the need be. So the higher level purpose is so clearly defined there that, uh, you know, uh, so I think the what you should what you're trying to call out is that uh, both all these ends of the spectrum they have their right place in the right context. It's not they are not in opposition to each other, and uh, because even some a book like Resilience talks about a lot of uh, strategies that have emerged out of military thinking, uh, and part of that is to uh, be able to empower people to take the right decision. So so much for us to learn, even though we may not see. 
uh, us in the uh, in that rigid mold but uh, also how the army itself i think uh, does keep pace with uh, change right that, that's also right. a fascinating part of your uh, conversation yeah yeah so what's what's your uh, pick for the podcast ramanan okay so this uh, pick is a little out there because right. uh, you know uh, a, a lot of times the circle of competence that you uh, mentioned a short while ago Uh, a lot of our picks are in that circle of competence and once in a while something will come along and force us to stretch that so our podcast for the month is david deutsch the theoretical physicist uh, on conversations with tyler so uh, like with most of the episodes on that podcast as soon as you get in you're just thrown into the deep end you are not given a kind of smooth glide path to understanding who this is so immediately david deutsch and tyler coven start talking about star trek and quantum uh, physics and 17 whatnot. universes uh, yeah so i, I think uh, the reason i recommend this podcast is because uh, it really helps to stretch your mind bring a lot of different ideas david deutsch is a classic professor you know the oxford theoretical physicist with uh, gray silvery hair with a lot of interesting things that come really quickly at you uh and i've heard about him but this is the first time i've, I've heard you know listen to him and immediately i went into a rabbit hole so he's got a couple of things that he talks often about including the philosophy of science and the role of uh, knowledge the role of something called as great explanations that have propelled i mean make humanity a force uh, in the universe so even if you are not going to be there tomorrow your idea may change the world and so for a lot of people who are a little pessimistic about uh, humanity uh, it's like the douglas adams view of being a very minor speck on a indist undistinguished planet at the you know boring end of the solar system uh, this is actually the opposite view he takes the view that we are actually very important to the universe so i would recommend it to a lot of people just to kind of uh, if not blow your mind to just kind of you know put a few bullets and they will pop out at some point Uh, one interesting thing that he talks about is uh, you know people should teach disobedience in school so uh, that was something that uh, i'm trying to watch his ted talk read his book so uh, very curious episode so do check it out harish if, if you haven't already yeah i'm 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 halfway through it and uh, it's it's already a fascinating uh, listen so i'll i'll try to finish that uh, today and uh, be obedient with this uh, request <laughs> of yours at least <laughs> so i mean I, i was just reading somewhere else that uh, he said how would you test for disobedience in schools right maybe the you get extra marks for not taking the exam uh, on disobedience so there's a lot of fun stuff there yeah. so let's close with our uh, future ring question uh, and you know the question is uh, about you know uh, apart from the environment and investing which fields can we study to understand up leveling and future relevance better so based on what we've spoken about do any of these fields come to your mind as good answers to this question yeah all all these uh, uh, fields right whether it's uh, sports whether it is uh, nature is is always the best uh, teacher that we have we really don't have to worry about any uh, you know man made <laughs> pursuits to actually start thinking about you know there are enough examples in nature that we just need to uh look at with an with an open uh, mindset and uh, we'll get everything that you know we we, we need to pick up uh, about studying any topic and future relevance i think nature has sustained for so many 
generations i'm sure uh, you know we can pick up something from uh, the world of nature so everything from jellyfish uh, you know to to the brain and and to the indian army or or uh, sports all of these are great sources for us to learn about future relevance right and i'm sure our forthcoming edition will feature many more of these fields so on that note harish thank you so much we'll we'll get uh, back in a month's time thank you ramanand